0: Five, four, three, two, one. Wendy
1: Bell. Inspiring solutions to save America one show
2: at a time.
1: Are you ready to get on board?
2: All right, Today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph, and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm gonna come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. Now there's gonna tell me how much I have to round to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you round, the more you're gonna find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never round, You'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you.
1: From sea to shining sea,
3: three hours of bold truth and excellence.
1: The Wendy Bell Radio
3: Program. Welcome back, my friends. Hour three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. I'm wasting no time. We've got national security expert John Guandolo on with us. John, this national alert, international alert, if you will, from the U.S. State Department, worldwide caution, they say. You and I both saw that and went, say, what? Give me your former federal agent um, guy's brain on this. What do you see?
2: Well, we've got a global Islamic movement that you and I have discussed before that is now seeing a uh, they are at the point where they believe they can really make significant progress militarily uh, while, and again remember, as we've shared with your, this is for your viewers and listeners you know the the military stuff is meant to push forward the much broader war, which is primarily fought in the information warfare battle space. So when they do military actions, you always have to look at what's going on, right? So when they fly the flag of jihad for the first time in it, it first time in history over the Imam Reza Mosque in Iran, that's a, that's called an investigative clue that, uh, There are things going down because they're doing this immediately following a massive uh, Muslim Brotherhood Hamas uh, attack on Israel uh, Saturday before last and all that they're doing. The international call from the uh, senior Hamas leader um, to have a day of rage, and as we know, uh, that is happening. It's not just has to happen on that one day. It's happening, as we talked about before. Uh, We're seeing a significant increase in activity in Europe, United States, and elsewhere. And all of the activity from uh, not only in Europe, and uh, excuse me, in Israel, in that area, but also in Europe and the United States, we're seeing the prominent Islamic organizations who are terrorists who are jihadis uh, openly supporting uh, not only Hamas, but the broader Islamic movement, the call for Allah's divine law, Sharia, to be imposed on every human being on Earth through force, through violence. And you have you know members of Congress, like Rashida Tlaib, openly doing this. So it's, it is all out in the open. And so, of course, uh, even as broken as the State Department is, as penetrated as the State Department is by communists and jihadis. They've got to put this out because the the traffic and the chatter that we're hearing is significant. They're raising money here. In the the Muslim community in the United States is, is raising money. And again, as the... So the, this stuff's going on. And meanwhile, you've got the U.S. and some in Europe... Uh, political leadership, and I'll talk about this administration, that is, you know, Israel gets attacked and the call is for a ceasefire. No, no. Unleash them to begin obliterating the Islamic movement, which is now basically operating in Europe and the United States completely uh, without any resistance from the government's I mean, there are only a couple governments. You know, Poland is the only place uh, in that entire part of the world that hasn't had a um, terrorist attack. And there's a reason, because they don't let jihadis in. And uh, um, not only are we letting them in, we have a president uh, who, as vice president and now as president, giving billions of dollars, with a B, to the largest state sponsor of terrorism, Iran, and... Uh, now, last night, announced he's going to be giving it what appears to be at least $50 million in the immediate uh, future uh, for, uh, um, to, to Hamas in Gaza. And he's saying it's going for aid, but he and his administration know it's exactly not going to that. So it is the brazenness of our government officials to commit treason uh, and sedition right in, in the public eye what do you see happening
3: what do you see happening at the local level because this is a worldwide terror alert for americans all over but it also is a terror alert for us here i mean look at dearborn michigan john right what do we know about dearborn michigan according to the census data a hell of a lot of uh, uh, arab people who live there does that mean that it's a bad thing i know but can you connect some dots yes
2: right so uh um, here, here's a c- couple interesting things to keep in mind, okay? Um, you've got, just recently, you've got university uh, professors openly supporting Hamas. You've got student rallies, which are, they're not student rallies. Again, I remind your audience, remember that during the late 70s and 80s, all, 100% of the anti-nuclear protests were funded by the Communist Party in Europe and the United States, either by the National Communist Party, like the Communist Party in France or Germany or the CPUSA here in the United States, or by Moscow. Now we've got these things on on student campuses that are being funded by Hamas, Muslim Brotherhood groups, by foreign entities, and by communists who are working together with the... uh, jihadis. So this is very well coordinated. It's a propaganda campaign. At the same time, Hamas in the U.S. doing business as the Council on American-Islamic Relations, M-Gage, uh, Students for Justice in Palestine, American Muslims for Palestine, all these Hamas groups in the United States, which, by the way, are being left completely untouched for decades by the federal government and by state officials. Nobody's doing anything, has not And I think still, as of today, none of them are being touched. So the Hamas network in the United States is not only being touched. Mr. Biden told us last night he's going to help fund it. Different issue. So you've got all this this going on. The uh, Hamas Muslim Brotherhood networks are putting out uh, on a daily basis all the attacks right now going on against Muslims in the United States, which aren't happening. It's total bullcrap. It's like Hamas blows itself up at a a, uh, hospital and then immediately claims it was attacked by Israel. That's how they operate. They're liars. That's who they are. So when you see these major Muslim groups in the United States putting this out, it's complete crap. It's a lie. It's part of a propaganda campaign in support of military operations in Israel, in the United States, and in Europe. And again... Do not expect the Department of Justice, the FBI and DHS to do anything. What is Christopher Ray doing? He's telling us in a new you know, new effort, we're going after these kinds of people. And he's describing patriots. I mean I don't, the, the tyranny is moving at as rapid a pace as the jihadis are here in the United States and Europe in response. So the, I'm sharing all this to remind your audience when military operations are going on you need to know that the information operations right the unrestricted warfare part of this is going through the roof what do i expect to see i expect to see what i'm seeing uh people in let's see the jihadi attack in, in brussels uh you know a muslim in new york punching uh, a woman because he thinks she's jewish in france uh you know, we, we've seen several uh, jihadi attacks in France, um, and then we've got uh, we've got um,
3: attacks on incre- our attacks on our troops in Iraq.
2: Right. You know. Uh, right. That's right. Attacks on the troops in Iraq, and you're going to see this increasing. Remember, the 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 jihadi movement, the Islamic movement, operates on their doctrine. They operate within the bounds of Sharia. It's how they operate daily, no matter what they're doing, and it's how they operate in combat. And if you read their books, if you read not only Sharia, but the Quranic concept of war, and you understand how they fight, they are mandated under the law to wage jihad when they have the ability and the resources. And when the West continues to show weakness, And to give them billions of dollars, then we're giving them the resources. We're literally telling them, you have to fight us. That's exactly the message. And when you understand that, you understand that this is our own leadership in the West providing everything our adversaries need to wage war against us. So what I would expect is increased violence, In the uh, jihadi communities in the United States, I would expect more. We've already seen it in the last week, but I'd expect it to be uh, more individual acts of jihad and coordinated operations that are being coordinated through U.S. uh, jihadi organizations, Muslim Brotherhood Hamas organizations uh like the islamic society of north america the u.s right. council of muslim organizations islamic circle of north america the muslim american societies the thousands of muslim it's students scary. associations yeah. we have on every college campus around the united states and all these other groups you know what you said something you,
3: you said something john i'm going to put you on a brief hold we're going to hit a break and when we come back there was a car accident quote unquote Oh, tragic pedestrian accident Little things like this that end up showing you how corrupt the feds are, local police complicit in covering up, is it an act of jihad? We're going to talk about this because it can fly under the radar next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Welcome back, my friends. Let's get back out to John Guandolo, former federal agent, knows a lot about all of this stuff and understanding the threat that people pose on us, communists, the infiltration of uh, our country by people who do not like us, don't share our values and whose goal is to kill us to make life miserable for us jihadis and they are here and john you and i were going back and forth earlier this week there was this car accident a pedestrian accident guy driving the wrong way uh, well speeding blasting his car plows through a stop sign and and hits pedestrians and, and kills a woman and and the the local police is apparently not allowed to talk about who he is and what his motivation might be. This is disgusting. Is it possible that the FBI is complicit in this sort of stuff?
2: Uh, well, absolutely. I mean, uh, the fact that you know, my goodness, it could be an entire ten-hour uh, uh, show just on the complicity of the FBI in supporting uh, Al Qaeda, Hamas, Hezbollah. I mean, you got the guy who's now the uh, the, the the number two of the FBI, Paula Bates who is in a uh, an al-Qaeda Hamas mosque in the United States, uh, 10 minutes from the Washington Field Office, called the Dar al Hijra Islamic Center, Falls Church, Virginia, praising them for being awesome. This is a place whose founders, uh, imams, presidents of the mosque, and others are al-Qaeda Hamas uh, terrorists, just flat out. And no investigation ever, but he's there praising him, hugging him, telling him how awesome they are. And of course, you got James Comey, given uh, uh, Mohammed Majid, who's uh, one of the leading Hamas Muslim Brotherhood leaders in the United States, uh, the FBI Director's Award. So that's a total tangent, but yeah, the FBI uh, doesn't have a clue, uh, and this is the best. Assessment don't right. have a clue, and in some cases, like in Comey's case and guys like Paul abate they're directly providing aid and comfort to Al Qaeda, Hamas, ISIS, etc. So uh, at the leadership level, at the leadership level, now what happened? The story you're uh, referring to is Long Beach, California, where you have an act of jihad. I'm, I'm, there's no question about it. That was vehicular jihad. We've seen it in the United States and Europe. Uh, on mul- multiple occasions, this was a guy who the police assessed intentionally was hitting other cars and people. Uh, and at, uh, at least one, I haven't seen the recent medical updates. There were a couple of people in critical condition, but at least one is dead. And that's an act of jihad. And I have sources uh, in that area who told me that the police were told, do not say a word publicly about this case. That tells me everything I need to know. That just confirms that this is jihad, and they're trying to keep a cap on it. So there is an act of jihad in the United States uh, by a real jihadi, that has now killed yet another American and it's going to be treated like a traffic accident. The, this there is you the, have it.
3: the reason why I wanted to bring this up is this these are the little chipping away at our safety and security things that are going to be popped that have popped up that they want to bury that we need to pay attention to, John.
2: That's exactly right. And you've you've got so many of these uh that have happened. You know, uh they, they'll call it a domestic. When it's not a domestic, it's a father killing his daughter or daughters because Islamic law requires him to. And uh, they're doing it uh, as an again, this is part of the jihadi movement in the United States. Or somebody will do something, and they'll say, well, just because he's a Muslim and he commits a crime doesn't mean he's doing it. No, I agree with that. You can be any kind of person and steal something, do something. But when, as we saw in France or in New York City, when they scream Allahu Akbar and then take action, they're telling you they're a jihadi. And they're doing it uh, because it's a command from Allah to do and, so.
3: And Joe Biden specifically uh, talked about Islamophobia yesterday. That's what he was talking about. What?
2: Yeah. So let's, there is so much here. Uh, literally, you and I could have a huge segment today just on that but let me run down a few things i pulled out of that
3: you got one because minute was, one minute so I, I know I,
2: go ahead yeah what, just a disgusting display um first of all he said they're uh, going to give i think a moment ago i said 50 million it's 100 billion in in aid and ha- at least half of that's going to hamas So he's announced to the world that the United States government, yes, we're going to fund Israel, but we're also funding Hamas. He's calling for, you know, a ceasefire and humanitarian operations. Well, that's not how you conduct a war. When you're in a war, you fight the war, you you defeat the enemy, and then you run whatever, you know, you start to rebuild humanitarian ops. When the U.S. and allies were in France and in other parts of Europe battling the Nazis— we didn't have Red Cross uh, and State Department attached to right. go in there and uh, you know be he, given food he laid, out yeah. and aid. He you laid his obliterate ca- the enemy, yes. and then you deal with the aftermath. He
3: laid his cards on the table, and now we know where where he stands. John, I'm thinking we're going to have to have you back earlier in the week uh, next week. So hopefully, you can give me some dates that things are start to starting to heat up here and we need to be on top of it, ladies and gentlemen. It's perfect to have an insider like John Guandolo. All right, do not go anywhere when we come back. Why pregnant women are putting their foot down and to whom is it going to start a trend? Do not go anywhere. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. One of my favorite episodes ever of Spongebob. Now, Spongebob came out in late 1999, early 2000. My first son was born in February of 2000. He grew up, he and his next youngest brother, Jack, grew up watching Spongebob. I love the show. One of my favorite episodes is called Opposite Day, right? So everything that Spongebob and his best friend, Patrick Starr, do and say is the opposite and it creates all this confusion until everybody figures out oh what they're doing is the opposite we are living in opposite day except it's every single groundhog opposite day so what does your government tell you we need to hurry up hurry hurry get somebody in that speaker's chair we've got stuff to do the same house that spent six weeks on summer vacation leading up to a vote on whether or not we're going to pass a budget agree on the details of it, or kick the can down the road as we always do, right? Hurry, they say. This is of utmost importance. It's not. This has to be slow and plodding and illustrative and illuminating for everybody. There is no rush here. There's nothing that this Congress does ever that is a rush. If you take a vote at 10 in the morning and don't do anything else the rest of the day, that is not effective governance. Period. So I'm going to go on the record and say I'm not really sure we're going to be hurting if our government shuts down. If our government cannot spend our money. If our government cannot do things that we don't freaking want them to do. The congressman in the northwest corridor of my state, Pennsylvania, Mike Kelly for the third time, has voted against Jim Jordan in a district that voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump in 2020. Overwhelmingly. Mike Kelly, for whatever reason, is it because he took donations, multiple donations from FTX? That debacle that Sam Bankman Freed was a part of? Is that why, Mike, that you're continuing to vote no on Jim Jordan? Because you know Jim Jordan actually cares about truth, about right and wrong, about law and order, about justice, about weeding out all of you clowns who've gotten far too cozy. Nancy Pelosi thinks she's a veritable freaking rock star. These people like Mitt Romney, who travel all over the world on their private jets and then wag their fingers at you. That you cut your costs, that you change how you buy things, that you fundamentally change the hardware in your home, how you drive, what you do, how you think, and how you vote. How dare they? Pregnant women. Ladies and gentlemen, very interesting. You, you get a mama bear. You trap a mama bear. Watch out. Okay? There is something innate. It's got to be chemically based when that creature growing inside of you affects you from head to toe, inside out, changes everything about you. The shape of your body your ability to sleep, what you think, what your skin looks like, your stomach and digestion, all of it changes. But what changes even more is that warrior mentality. You will do anything to protect that. And apparently, pregnant women here in the United States are going to be the first wave of no's. Hard, firm, line in the sand, full stop, No on vaccines, not just future COVID nonsense. But now women are questioning all vaccines. The flu vaccine, Tdap for tetanus, diphtheria, pertussis, whooping cough, RSV, saying no to that and also no to more COVID vaccines. We don't trust you. You've lied to us. You changed the goalpost. You put people like Rochelle Walensky and Francis Collins, and Tony Fauci in control. And now you're scratching your head. You're incredulous that we trust nothing that you say. This is the danger of lying. See, trust is a very, very difficult thing to earn. I bet you Brock and I worked together before he truly trusted me for more than a year. I had to pretty much trust him right out of the gates because he was punching the numbers or he was pushing the buttons, right? I needed him and he didn't let me down. Trust is so hard to earn and the first thing that you can lose and you lose it fast. So now we're in a bit of a conundrum. Pregnant women are done. Don't talk to me about vaccinating my baby. Don't talk to me about vaccinating me. Full stop. The answer is no. And who is to blame for that? All of the people who pushed us to the brink. As the winter respiratory illness season rapidly approaches, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, for the first time, is recommending four vaccines during pregnancy. You know what you need during pregnancy? You need elastic. You don't need vaccines. How dare you? How dare you with all that we know, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, all of a sudden now Pfizer's coming out saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, some teenage boys have gotten myocarditis and pericarditis. But, you know, it's still so safe. It is not. Because remember COVID? Wear your mask, get your shot. If just one person, one person is too many. What about one person dying on the pitch? Oh, that's right. That's happened how many times? Died suddenly. Why is it that dying suddenly is all of a sudden such a hot new trend? Pregnant women are like the black male voter, right? The black male voter who sees through the garbage. Who realizes, because he's working his tail off, didn't go to college, and is forced to support himself and his family, that this FICA guy is taking a lot of pay out of his his paycheck. You know, I kind of like things better under Donald Trump. No kidding. Pregnant women, don't you dare. Don't you dare come to me with a freaking syringe. Because I will fight you. No. This is an article in The Defender. This is the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. publication, childrenshealthdefense.org. Good for these ladies. Do what is right because you know it is right. And I want to leave you with this. It's from the people's voice. I'm not going to be able to read the whole thing. But you want to say to yourself, they're not down with making us eat bugs. I mean, that's so stupid. Right. Leading U.S. meat producer to focus on insects and bugs instead after partnering with the WEF. What's this? What's this meat, meat producer? Oh, it would be Tyson Foods, the largest producer in the United States for all kinds of meats. After wa- working with Klaus Schwab, the devil himself at the World Economic Forum. You know, we've really enjoyed beef and other things, but why not do crickets instead? What? The United States is ready to open up these insect processing plants in the U.S. to fulfill what it says is, quote, enormous future demand for insects in North America. I'm with the pregnant women. Full stop. Ain't no eating bugs. No bugs, no shots, no farcical people supporting or representing us in Congress. No more lies, no more never ending money train. No more pretending Joe Biden's in charge. No pretending that people who support what is right that we believe in our threats to democracy. No more. I'm done. Insects. I can tell you where you can shove your insects. Disgusting. You know what we need ladies and gentlemen? I need some I love Steve Hartman, my boyfriend from CBS. (laughs) He doesn't know, but he is my boyfriend, and he tells a mean story, and today I think you're going to like this one an awful lot. As a group of strangers, if you will, at a local Y, step in to save a woman's life.
0: It's generally not polite to stare at people in a gym, but here at the YMCA in Nashville, Tennessee... There was one college girl named Lauren Lacks that some people couldn't help but look at. Couldn't help but notice how thin she was getting. How dangerously thin she was getting. Her body was just deteriorating, you could see it. Her eyes were getting kinda of gray and sunk in and didn't look good. They say it was a pity to watch, and most people would have probably left it at that. But not these Y members. We knew what we had to do. First thing they did was secretly track down Lauren's parents who lived in another state. Her folks confirmed that Lauren was anorexic and had been since she was about 10. Over the years, she'd been in and out of treatment several times, to no avail. So the group started plotting their own intervention.
3: We can't sit back and one day she not be here because we didn't do something.
0: It happened here in the parking lot. When Lauren arrived for her workout, they surrounded her car and told her they were taking her to the hospital. Lauren protested. She cried. Said, "Leave me alone!" Pretty forcefully. And yet, this random group of people who really barely knew her refused to give up on her. We said, "We're not taking no for an answer." Please, just—we're just, just going to take the hospital and have your vital signs
2: checked. Yeah. We
1: could not let her get away. If she left us, we'd never see her again.
0: They all agreed. Yes. And now, Lauren too. And
2: so I don't think
3: I would be here talking today.
0: Lauren says after they brought her to the hospital. Her heart came so close to failing, doctors almost had to put in a pacemaker. But she survived that scare, returned to treatment, and put on 35 pounds.
3: I cannot even express how my mind thinks so differently than I did.
0: What a gift they gave you.
3: They were the instigators of starting my recovery. How are you?
0: (laughs) Those folks could have so easily just said, not my problem. But instead, they advocated. Not because Lauren was friend or family, (laughs) but because she's human.
3: You look so wonderful! Mm. And she looks so awesome. You know, it's just nice to know there are such good people out there. Don't lose hope and faith in that, because it is true. In all these dark times, there is so much goodness and so much from inside you. All right, do not go anywhere. It's Bad Joke Friday, right after this on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, I got a a small programming note. Brock, I'm going to get you back. You got to tell everybody what just happened because I think it's brilliant. So we've been talking about going after our congressman who clearly is a clown, Mike Kelly. Correct. From Pennsylvania's, what is it, 16th Congressional District. He's a hack. This is the third time now he's voted against who we the people want. And I guarantee you those people in his district, which is exceedingly red, want. So we've been saying somebody needs to challenge this guy.
1: Right. And then we I got a Facebook message that says, mm-hmm. hey, Brock, we heard Wendy is looking to speak with someone willing to run against Mike Kelly. We have a dad in Slippery Rock who is running. Tim Kramer with K.R. A-M-E-R for Congress on Facebook. I'm sure he's on Twitter too. And-
3: Guys, this is how it happens. This is why the vote is necessary. This is why the grenade that Matt Gates launched threw into the house had to happen. This is the collateral damage. People have to rise up, hear the voice, and take action. Boom. Tim Kramer, can't wait to have you on the program. Now, my favorite part of the week.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York, and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho, welcome to the Comedy Club. will don't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday?
3: All right, our first joke always from the one and only Dr. Richard Raffery from the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh. He says, Tim decided to tie the knot with his longtime girlfriend. One evening after the honeymoon, Tim was organizing his golf equipment and his wife was standing around watching him. After a long silence, she finally said, Tim, now that we're married, I think I should. I think you should give up golfing. You're always out on the course. I bet you could get some good money for your clubs.
1: (laughs) Divorce already.
3: (laughs) A horrified look came over Tim's face. His wife asked him, darling, what's wrong? Tim said, for a minute there, you started to sound like my ex-wife. Ex-wife? I didn't know that you were married before. Tim says, I wasn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, way to go, Tim.
3: Hey, by the way, it's called Bad Jokes for a reason. And we're not allowed to read them in advance, so if we botch them, it's part of the badness.
1: A group of five ants rented an apartment with another group of five ants. Yes. Now they're ten (laughs) ants. That's so dumb. And I want you to know, I got that joke from five different people what including my wife yes
3: why was it making the rounds i don't know an an old couple had just celebrated their 50th anniversary with family family was now gone and they were reminiscing on the front porch swing during a lull in the conversation the old woman (laughs) (laughs) hauled off and smacked her husband across the face rubbing his cheek the old man said what was that for the wife said that's for 50 years of bad sex (sighs) The old man pondered for a bit and then delivered a slap of his own. <laughs> the wife explained, what was that for? The husband replied, that's for knowing the difference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of music do mummies listen to? A rap music. Oh,
3: God. Was it a rap music or was it rap music? Okay. Do zombies like to eat popcorn with their fingers? No, they like to eat their fingers separately.
1: What do you call a skeleton Detective? A skeleton detective. I don't know. Sherlock Bones. Oh, gosh.
3: I heard you have skeletons in your closet. No, the bodies haven't decomposed yet. <laughs> <That's> so gross.
1: <laughs> what did the zombie say to the police officer? Hmm. You'll never take me alive. Oh,
3: gosh. A woman called a psychiatrist and said, Doctor, my brother thinks he's the Easter Bunny. How long has this been going on? asked the doctor. A few years, said the woman. Well, goodness. My dear lady, why didn't you tell anyone sooner? asked the doctor. Because we needed the eggs. Okay, sorry.
1: Wow. Why are <gasps> ghosts such bad liars? <laughs> right. You can see right through them. <laughs>
3: so stupid. Why does Waldo only wear striped shirts? He doesn't want to be spotted.
1: <laughs> Last night I dreamt I was a muffler. I woke up exhausted. Oh gosh.
3: What do you call a wreath made of $100 bills? Aretha Franklin's. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a video. I
1: asked this old man I know, after 95 years, you still call your wife Darlie? Darling, honey, love, what's the secret? He said, I forgot her name 10 years ago and I'm afraid to ask her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have a joke about pizza, but it's too cheesy. <clears throat> I'm on a whiskey diet. I've lost three days so far.
1: <laughs> I used to play guitar by ear, mm-hmm. but now I use my hands.
3: Why don't all couples go to the gym? Because not all relationships work out.
1: I was trying to figure out why the ball kept getting bigger, bigger, and bigger. Then it hit me.
3: (laughs) Today was my son's fourth birthday party. I didn't recognize him at first. I've never seen him before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If the lettuce display at the grocery store falls over, all I'm saying is heads are going to roll. Oh, gosh.
3: What did the pastor say when he needed to get rid of a hornet's nest? Let us spray.
1: (coughs) How many men does it take to (laughs) wallpaper a room? Hmm. Depends on how thin you slice them. Oh, that's dark. Ew. That's dark.
3: Why did the squirrel swim on his back? To keep his nuts dry.
1: (laughs) <laughs> what did the DNA say to the other DNA? Huh? Do these genes make my make me look fat? Oh gosh!
3: All right. How about this? What do you call a pile of cats? <clears throat> a meountain. That's
1: so stupid. A young wife scolded her husband at a party. That's the fourth time you've gone back for a cake and ice cream. Aren't you embarrassed? He said. Why should it? Why should I? He answered. I keep I keep telling them it's for you.
3: That's terrible. That's me. That's something you would do. You would totally wow. do that. Wow, I would. Yes, I'm out. Do you have any more? <laughs> um, no short ones. Give me one. Mommies
1: are so uptight because they never unwind. One more. Uh, I think that's it. Why is it so cheap to throw a party at a haunted house? Hmm. Because the ghosts bring all the booze. Oh God.
3: You guys have knocked us out of the park here. Those were terrible, and that's the point, because after a long week of hearing how much your government sucks, sometimes nice just to let it go. Let it go, my friends. We'll be back Monday. Have a wonderful weekend. Until then, peace.